Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Come on to the rock Come on to the people's show. Come on to the premier show, SmackDown. It's the 26th of July, year of our Lord, 2001. What he said. Space Odyssey. Yeah. Robbie Williams, double A side single, Eternity and the Road to Mandalay. Uh, is the number one single, oh. I guess two number one singles, if that counts, uh, in the charts right now in the UK. It's a non-album track. That I didn't remember until sing a song of Snoopy Tennis. <laughs> it's before the chorus. <laughs> like this podcast, you can just skip it. Uh, <laughs> no one's skipping this, mate. Jurassic Park 3 is the number one film in the UK box office. Uh, I remember that because I went to the cinema to see it and was very underwhelmed. Someone's doing all right. It's good until it just ends. Do they, is it they leave it open for a sequel, a threequel? Or they just go, ah, bye. I think the last few years have said, yes, yes, it did leave it very open. <laughs> uh, one of the leading page, pain, oh, here we go, dinosaur expert, Robert T. Backer. <laughs> Paleontologist. Bless you. From an, Friends. An early pioneer, the dinosaur bird connection, said the feather quills added to the Velociraptor for Jurassic Park 3 made it look like a roadrunner's toupee. <laughs> the dinosaur experts were not impressed. Oh, I love it. By the realistic nature. And unrealistic expectations of plumes I of love, uh, dinosaurs. I love paleontologists just slamming Jurassic Park. Think you'll find their plumes are wrong. Is that like, what is it? It's got to be a series of that on YouTube. I know there's all these things that keep on being recommended things. So it's like, real lawyer watches famous films with <laughs> scenes where they're in court. Uh, that wouldn't actually happen in A Few Good Men. Like, <laughs> would it not? Would it not? <laughs> Would, oh, thanks. We are a nation of actually, aren't we now? <laughs> actually, I think you'll find. I hope they get a paleontologist. He's actually really chill because would that happen? But yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> or or that he goes, <laughs> he goes, probably not, but it's a movie for dramatic effect, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I ain't going to worry about it. I wasn't there when they were there. So I don't know. I'll know. ask him next time I see him. Uh, Roy Jones Jr. defends the WBC, WBA, and IBF light heavyweight titles against Julio Cesar Gonzalez by unanimous decision. Roy Jones Jr. had more hits than S Club 7 during this period. Terrible, terrible having IBF in a boxing ring. Piece <laughs> Nickelodeon's hit TV series Rugrats celebrates its 10th anniversary with a one-hour special all growed up, which eventually lead to a spin-off series. Uh, I hate it all growed up. Oh, is the series or the spin-off? I never. I don't think I saw the spin-off special that led into it, but I remember watching all growing like, up. Yeah, and going, 
boo. Yeah, I felt very sad. I was like, I see what you're doing, but no. You know that series about babies that used to like, yeah, well, no longer babies on my crate. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's like watching Transformers. They're no longer vans. Now they're animals. <laughs> The joy you know what? Is- I was interested, and now I'm uninterested. <laughs> Tom is a tank engine, but now they're people. <laughs> I'm a tank. <laughs> I spoke to a train spotter who went, actually. Actually, I'll find that uh, Thomas-, Thomas wouldn't kill the fat controller that way. He'd do it this way. <laughs> You'll find that Thomas is running out of. Thomas is going out of. Oh, that, there's an episode with Thomas the Tank Engine with Ed. I know, I know this is why you're here. Uh, that Edward, episode of Thomas the Tank Engine where Edward and James are in it. And Ed and James's brakes are broken and he mm. can't. Well, so he, for the reason he can't stop. And it falls to Edward to, to race up beside Which him. Which one's Edward? The bus? The blue one. The blue train. The old blue train. I thought it was Gordon. Oh, Gordon's all green. Gordon's the big. Gordon's the big blue train. Yeah. Edward's the old blue train. Okay. It's an old blue train, and he had I'm to get Edward. a bit of rope and and hook it over James's funnel and slow him down that way. I think you'll find that would have brought the train off the track. Fat controller. Oh God, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, this is a stupid idea. Fat controller quoted so many dead, so many dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag general election now. Get out the fat controller. I'm slightly skinnier controller. <laughs> the state is place. The slightly Ed was upset because the slightly skinnier, shorter controller was not elected in. <laughs> no, he just emerges out of the fat controller. Oh, that's <laughs> like even worse. We didn't elect him. He came out of the fat controller. General election now. I don't know why one episode sticks to mind at Thomas Tank Engine. Isn't the bus... Race the train. Yes. I forgot the bus's name. Really it's right at the toy of it. And I remember that being really exciting as a kid. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, wow, a bus taking on a train. That's Thomas and Bertie. Yeah. Birdie, that's it. Bertie. Yeah. Thomas and Bertie. And it was like Bertie had the advantage at some points, but Thomas essentially just had like a, a Thomas had to stay on the track, whereas Bertie could ad lib a little bit. Yeah. And that was the challenge. I can't remember who won though. I think we all won that day. Maybe the maybe the Thomas and Bertie race was the friends we made along the way. Slightly more sane is the Japanese release of Spirited Away. <laughs> ah, have you seen that? I've never seen Spirited Away. The, the, I know. Um, the, I'm very behind on. St- I'm very uneducated um, on Studio Ghibli. I've seen Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, and I like Howl's Moving Castle. So I should see Spirited Away. I think it's. I, I saw one pop up, like a, a Netflix Studio Ghibli film pop up, and uh, I, I sort of hinted at Alex. I don't think Alex is into that, that into the Studio Ghibli stuff. Okay. So it's in the far, it's in the the ever expanding uh, mental department of stuff for Tom to watch when mm. Alex isn't here. That's a Tom thing. Tom can watch that when Alex isn't here. That does sound like a lot of thirty-year-old men now. Hey, hey, woo, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. When the cats are with, they'll I'll drink have the a wank. milk. Am I right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got my best of Thomas Tank Engine. To have it away. Spirit away. <laughs> what, from Thomas the Tank Engine to, to have it away. So you're there, like, I'm very have to time this wank well, really, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, Max Payne is the big game this week. Thomas had seen enough. Like, Max Payne, which is what the viewers are uh, feeling like right now, um, is that I couldn't play this game because my PC was rubbish and I never really got into Max Payne. Did you? No, no, it, it, went pa- it passed me by, did Max Payne. I heard that Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne, was a more dramatic offering but not as good gameplay wise oh. maybe I was working at game when that came out and I remember a lot of people buying Max Payne 2 the fall of Max Payne oh. but apparently it was, it was alright yeah. 
Good times. Uh, I, I can quote an episode of Thomas the Tank Engine to the cows come home. Right. Max Payne, oh, game. <laughs> yeah. Martin Kemp, who plays Steve Owen in EastEnders, will leave the soap after signing a two-year contract with ITV, is reported. He will depart from the series in March 2002 when his contract with the soap expires. Ooh, no tampering there, eh? Oh, bye, Martin. Uh, <laughs> Channel 4 airs the controversial one-off special of the spoof documentary series Brass Eye, which oh. features celebrities endorsing a fake anti-pedophile campaign. The program, presented by Chris Morris, attracts more than 1,000 complaints to Channel 4 by the following day and a further 500 to the ITC. Both the ITC and Broadcasting Standards Department Commission launch investigations into the show. Despite the controversy caused by its broadcast, the show is shown again in the early hours of the 28th of July, while Channel 4 defends its decision to show the program, saying it makes a serious point about the media's sensational treatment of paedophilia. Have you seen this? Yes. Okay. There's, uh, it, it is, <clears throat> in, this, in this current climate, it wouldn't go down particularly well. Um, which proves their point. Which kind of proves their point. Uh, it's, it, it is, uh, a, I think it's a fabulous, bra the Brass Eye series in general was great because it shone a light on sensationalism and reporting and stuff in a, in a, in a, very, in a very jarring way. And, and the special on, on paedophiles and stuff was just that. Um, they had like CCTV footage of a, of a man disguised as a school like trying to, it's like, it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. They get a bunch of um, celebrities like Phil Collins and a, and a few other people uh, to, to be talking heads for this, this made up campaign about paedophiles, <laughs> which says that paedophiles have more mentally in common with a crab than they do with actual humans. And they, they, and they get actual celebrities to say this. And there was no. lawsuits out the wazoo about it. Yeah, paedophiles DNA. Oh, DNA, isn't DNA. it? It's their DNA. It's even better. <laughs> it's even better. It is, it is not, a sh again, it is not a show they could do now, uh, which again proves our point. <laughs> <sighs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Their DNA is closer to a crab than a human being. I think it was Gary Lineker, one of them, and he was there with a crab. Ah, no, it's um, it. Dr. Fox, or his name Neil is? Fox, Neil Fox. Neil Fox. It was Foxy. He also had his own allegations later on, because satire is dead. He had his own issues with crabs. Yeah, hang on, he's like, these allegations about <laughs> me are <laughs> not true. <laughs> we should have known. We should have known that the crab wasn't nervous around him. The fiendish Dr. Crab escapes again. <laughs> he's no longer Dr. Fox, he's Dr. Crab. Curse you, brass eye. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of satire and uh, get the point they're trying to make, it's fine, but it, it did, yeah. One of the bravest things I've seen anybody try to make and do mm. makes a lot of people not understanding it. The show starts off and go, pretty soon we won't be able to think of the British Isles without the word pedof in oh, front of it. Oh, God, they did, didn't they? <laughs> Liverpool sell Christian Zeej to Tottenham Hotspur for four million quid. I only bring up Christian Zeej, not because his, sound, his name sounds like Christian Cage, uh, but because Liverpool was later fined, uh, later on, 20 grand by the Football Association for having made an illegal approach for Zeej. Uh, when he's under contract. So he's just like the AEW wrestler now. <laughs> hey. hey! He's done it. Well, that is all the stuff happening. <laughs> In the crabby world of reality. Crabby world. Uh, midway through 2001, more or less. Uh, you listen to the dulcet tones of Matthew, who, in brackets, should warn the dear viewers this week that he did these notes two weeks ago 
uh, because Tom last night, last week even, couldn't do it because he shot himself hoarse being <laughs> professional. Uh, but don't worry, he sounds great. If you don't believe me, here he is to explain it all himself. The Cult Island Classic Smackdown Review, Matthew and Tom. Hello. <laughs> Throwing soft balls yeah. at Tom, really. Apologies. Um, my voice was fucked last week. <clears throat> Still not 100% now. So I really did some damage. Um, it was a combination of a normal week at work, a few extra radio bits, a night ring announcing, and then some pre-recorded commentary for at least two wrestling shows. So I got to Thursday. I got, here. I got into work on Thursday. I was like, I feel all right. My voice is... Oh, God. So I got some cover to do the news videos yeah. in the morning. So, so basically my morning would be prep the news, record the news podcast, do the news videos, podcast with Matthew, and then whatever needs to get done the rest of the day. Uh, so that's like from like 5 a.m. to now to 1 p.m. That's my day. Uh, and uh, it got to, I think it got to about half eight, and I'd asked Fraser, can you do the news video for me? I'll prep it. If you can just say the words, that'd be a great help. And then I realized, actually, uh, this is no good for Math. <laughs> it's like, you're out, love. Um, we're gonna take a rain check today and and it was because i was sat upstairs going uh, i'm feeling gradually iller as well like so like i don't know whether i just i got a bug or something and i just went you know what i can't talk i feel ill being sat here i'm just gonna i'm i'm gonna tap out on thursday and i went home went straight to bed just lay in bed until like about two in the afternoon and then uh, i think i worked from home the next day because i could still I, could, I was feeling better, but my voice was still fucked. Uh, and it's better now, just about. It's still a little bit crackly. Um, <clears throat> I'm hoping I've done no long-term damage, but I guess we will see. I mean, I, I'm 39 next year. I've not got a lot of long-term left, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> I haven't got much later left. Well, don't worry, my, my dad warned me that you only get two buckets full. And, oh, you thought of your throat, never mind. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll be all right. Two buckets? Jeez. You didn't say how big a bucket. I was going to say. This is a bucket the size of an Just saying, Operation, an Operation Don't Look in Matthew's Cupboards. It's going all right. But uh, no, I'm glad. It's uh, obviously people in America, <coughs> obviously all, all around the world, were able to hear for the first time. Well, not for the first time. You know what I mean. Sh- shut up, shut up. Uh, IWTV, North. Yes. The debut of not just uh, the finest Tyneside promotion and all of Wrestlingdom, but your dulcet tones. Yes, that's quite that fucking dulcet, but you know, it's because you put your heart and your soul in somewhat dulcet. Thank you. Your gallbladder into this. Thank you for joining us on IWTV. That's very kind of you. Oh, so great seeing all the uh, GIF accounts, GIF and stuff. And I went, is this Bowers? Oh, oh, (laughs) no, no, that's him. Oh, it was people watching North. It was nice. Yeah. Love to see it. Thank you for supporting what we do. Support wrestling. Support local. No, wrestling. no. Support the good wrestling. Oh yeah, just the good wrestling. Not the crap not, wrestling out there. <clears throat> yeah, not not the uh, not the bad wrestling. Support the good wrestling yeah. mainly. Uh, what's new with you, Pussycat? <laughs> Shite. Oh. Uh, the podcast. But uh, I'm fully prepared to be talking about this lovely little thing that we're doing today. Been seeing friends and keep myself yay. Mm. But you know, it's you know, you stop and think, and you're like, <laughs> but no, it's alright. Yeah. That sounds ambiguous. I'm not dying or anything like that. No, he's fine. I think you're fine. Doesn't everybody who say, says who's about to die say that? I don't know. Shit. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I mean, let me just look and see if there's any like low hanging pianos over the wire. Like, no, okay. Not over your chair, anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> Hang on, this is your seat, Tom. Uh, so, there, is, uh, there is a general feeling at the moment. Alex and I were talking about this. There's a general feeling at the moment, and Andrew actually this morning. There's a feeling of trudging at the moment. I don't know whether it's the weather, whether it's the whether it's the fact that it's getting dark again, whether mm. the country in general is a little bit on fire. Uh, there's a feeling of just sort of trudging on. 
Like, yeah. Like, it's it's a weird one at the moment. Like, there's a... The, the, you can genuinely... The cost of living crisis is genuinely a very real thing that everybody is feeling at every... Most levels, unless you're really rich, in which case... Uh, um, but I think that, and I think there's the general uncertainty of the world right now. But what's nice is you now get probably two hours to not worry about that because we're just going to talk about an episode of Smackdown from 2001, That's go off on a that. multiple amount of tangents and see where we land at the end of it. I agree, Tom. So are you well? Yeah. Are you recovered? Yeah, fully recovered. Um, I told a story on the night review. I'll, I'll do a quick version of it here. Um, so uh, <laughs> Alex caught me with a dark secret, a secret on Wednesday. So... Um, what you do is you take a magnet to the hard drive. <laughs> you take a magnet to find it. Um, you <laughs> three wanking jokes in 20 minutes. It's incredible. Go for a record here. <laughs> um, so on, on the Facebook page for where we live, somebody put a thing saying, uh, free TV to a good home. Like a big 32-inch TV. And, with that, and literally, I hadn't even decided whether I wanted it, where I'd put it, what I'd do with it. I'd already been boxing going, yeah, I'll have it. Yeah. I'll be around in half an hour. <laughs> And I thought, oh, should, should I run this by Alex? And, and Alex is very pragmatic compared to me. I'm very much like, Dad, just, just do that. I'm very, I'm a, she says, you says you're a doer, but sometimes you're a doer and you get it wrong. But you're, because I, she says, I love the fact that you just, you get up and you'll do it. Whereas I will overthink it, overthink it, overthink it, and then nothing gets done. <laughs> Whereas I'm just like, pick up the phone, do it, that, that. I'm very like that. I'm very, I'm very forthright. But I don't always think of the, the, the consequences of it. So I, th- I, <laughs> I thought, I've got this TV. I thought, I'll, um, I'll figure it out. Uh, I don't know what I'll do with it, but I'll pick it up. I thought, I'll, I won't tell Alex. Once, once it's all installed, I'll, I'll figure it out. So I think I'll put it in the spare room. It'd be nice to have it in the spare room. Nice if we move, we've got an extra telly. Um, uh, nice to possibly use uh, to have, you know, if we want to watch TV in bed, we don't have a TV for the bedroom. So um, I thought sometimes if we want to watch TV in bed, it's quite nice to have a spare room. Or, or even if, if it's rubbish, then we could just sell it. Um, and it's, it's just the, the funniest comedy scenarios. I think I got home. Uh, before Alex, I went. I got in the lift at our place, and I pressed to shut the lift door. And then it goes doors opening, and Alex is stood at the other side, and I'm just there holding a massive TV. <laughs> She's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Right, I was going to explain this. I've got this telly. Why are you buying it? I didn't. It was free. Why is it free? I don't. It just was. What are you going to do with it? I don't know. <laughs> and it's just this is why you run things by me. <laughs> so." That's a, funny, that's a funny story in our house, is that I know, I've got this massive TV in the spare room, but I just thought it was the, comedies, the comedy element of, I'm in the lift thinking, once, I'll explain to Alex once I put it in, and the door's opening, <laughs> and she's there, and I'm just holding the telly. I can explain. She's like, have you robbed a house? No. <laughs> so that, was the, that shows you how on the low this week has been. That's been a genuine <laughs> up bit from the week. Lovely. To see that happening. I don't think there's anything else. Me and you had a nice night Saturday because my, oh, voice, did, had, my yeah. voice had recovered enough uh, for us to go out and have a, a few drinks in town yeah. at a lovely place called Prohibition, yeah. which is quite nice. Ironically, we're drinking there. Ironic, weren't we? Don't, tell, don't tell the old popo yeah. that we were having a drink. They'll she buy a drink there and immediately the police are like, that. hello, hello, hello. <laughs> that would be the true spirit of Prohibition is when you order a drink, you just get beaten with batons. But that was nice, because Alex was away last weekend, so that was nice. I had a little, Friday, a little Saturday night where I had, a little, uh, I had a little cheeky drink with you. It was nice. Yes, and now we're here. We certainly are, Tom. We're certainly here. 
Well rested, well fed. Fed and watered. Well done for surviving another week. Yeah. Why don't we set the scene for the people at home? Or we have a little rummage in the smaller mailbag to the main mailbag. The classic, the classic review mailbag. Okay, cool. Uh, thank you for sending in messages to us. Classic at cultaholic.com if you'd like yeah. to contribute to this podcast. I didn't forget about this bit. Of course you didn't. Nor did I. That's why I had to rush over there and get my phone. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read some of these, actually, so this is even more exciting. Um, to, okay, this is, okay, so this is from uh, James from Cambridge. Uh, hi, Tom and Math. Hi. I've been enjoying the classic SmackDown reviews and the pay-per-view watch-alongs. You two never cease to have me in stitches. What do we look like? Doctors. I'm writing in to let Matthew know that he is not alone. Narrow it down. He's, he's, he's in your cupboard. Now, Jeff Hardy in 2001 was also my bisexual awakening. Oh, yes. Although I didn't come out until I was 17, Jeff Hardy definitely stirred up something in 11-year-old me. Anyway, my question is, when Jack and Fraser do eventually give in and hate fuck each other, who is top and who is bottom? <laughs> I think Jack gives off big bottom energy. I was going to say, like, <laughs> come on, like... Fraser definitely has service Dom vibes. I have, I have to go now because the Federal Bovril Agency is here to take me away to the Bovril Gulag because I said Bovril tastes like drinking stock cubes filtered through a tramp's pants. Nice classic oh. Nitro review reference. I love your bones for it. Thank you to Prisoner19766. <laughs> uh, who's top, who's bottom? <laughs> I, I, think, I think James pretty much nailed it, to be honest. Jack is like uh, his football team every Wednesday on Twitch at the bottom. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't imagine other places he'd be. Maybe they'll swap. I think Fraser would like give him a sympathy one. Um, All right. But o- only on the pretext of him letting him know that I'm I'm in charge. I'm letting you. <laughs> Are you only going to let him? It'd be so great when they get it on. Oh, it's going to be lovely, isn't it? I love it? both of them, by the way. This is all just by jokes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you for sending that in, by the way. They also end it on Love You Bye. So I Aww. like that. That's a nice thing. Oh, oh, I get it. Joke that. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Uh, thank you for the message. Gus McQueen. Uh, hi, Math and Toe. <laughs> I've been re-listening to the classic SmackDown review. Just got to No Way Out 2001. Uh, watch along where you guys read the user-submitted test tag team names. Oh, God. <laughs> it's about God. an hour and ten minutes in. Oh, Christ. I missed it the first time, so here's some more. <laughs> yes. Uh, test and Bobby Lashley. Test your might. Test oh, your oh, might. That's actually good, yeah. Uh, test and Paul White. Uh, well, it's the big boot. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, test and big Cass. Uh, spelling test. Oh, S-A-W-N. Uh, These are actually all right ones. <laughs> test. Test and Edge's wife. Beth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, boyos. Okay, that was good. The Invasion Watch Alone was great. My spell check also tried to correct Watch Along to Watch Alone, which got Ray too real. I'm going to have a cry now. Hugs and kisses, <laughs> Gus from Indiana. <laughs> Thank you, Gus. <laughs> Uh, hello, lads. Uh, this is from uh, Nicholas Herrera. Oh, hello, gents. Uh, I've been a huge cultaholic since day one. <laughs> I'm sure you meant to put cultaholic fan. I've been a big cultaholic. 
That winds me up. Whoa, he's massive. Didn't rub, but it winds me up when I'm reading the some emails that get sent in the proper podcast and the amount of typos and miss words. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be a dick because I used to, to begin with, used to go, there's loads of typos and this. And they go, Matthew, don't do that. But now you're having to miss them up and you're having to like pause. So I was like, is Matthew struggling? I'm like, no, I'm being polite. <laughs> nah, just read it as it comes. I am a woman from a family. Um, <clears throat> hello, gents. I've been a huge cultaholic since day one. Uh, your guys' love of wrestling is infectious and it keeps me a fan, even when wrestling goes through its ups and downs. Thank you. Now, last week or two weeks ago, depending on whenever I get this email out, you guys talked about Nick Patrick. Yeah. What well, I love for Nick Patrick. On Seven this. foot tall Nick Patrick. <laughs> yes. The world's tallest ref. I went to the same high school as Nick's son. <gasps> And El Hijo del Nick. Yeah, El Hijo del Patrick. We Hi. played on the same football team. Uh-oh. It's the mid-2000s. He and my brother were in the ninth grade, and I was on the JV squad. One day, my brother and I were waiting for our dad to pick us up from football practice while standing there in front of the high school. The glorious mulleted Nick Patrick jumps out of his truck now, in 2000. Now, me, who was not, who's been known to say the quiet part out loud, yells to my brother... That dude looks like Nick Patrick. <laughs> My brother informs me in a whisper, that's Tony's dad. Yes, that is Nick Patrick. And then I said, again very loudly, <laughs> but Tony's last name is Hampton. Uh-oh. I was young and didn't realise it was a stage name. At that moment, Mr. Oh, Patrick... Oh, I didn't know that. Well, we all learned that today. Thank you. At that moment, Mr. Patrick turns on a dime, smiling and shook my hand. Glad to meet a fan. Me now noticing his wrestling shirt and not knowing what to do, I said out loud, I love you as the NWO ref in WCW. He laughed and said that was his favourite time too. At this point, my brother was shaking his head and we noticed our dad's truck pulling up. And I said, great meeting you, sir, and went to jump my dad's truck. At that point, my brother laughed and told me that Tony's dad always wore wrestling shirts to their games. After that, I'd always see him at the game or practice talking wrestling with the other dads. And yes, he is a surprisingly tall man. P.S. I'm writing this email on a train to Edinburgh. My wife and I are on vacation. Included is a picture of me in front of Greg's Nick from Georgia. Look at that. There's a lovely picture of Nick from Georgia in front of Greg's. I love that. Yeah, that's what the Americans... Do when they come over here. That's the thing I heard you guys talking about. It's a great. I don't know why. Because that's what I do when I go to other places as well. It's funny. A Wendy's, Tom. A Wendy's. Oh, we do you know what? Yay. Yeah. We we can't we can't give grief to that because like I'll go to America and go. Oh my God, a Sizzler, Popeyes chicken, Peppers. They've opened one in the Metro Center. Have they? Mm, a Popeyes chicken. Oh. I'll go. I'll go to Indiana for it. I'm not going to Metro Center. <laughs> It's, it's funny that things that we Thank get you, excited Gus, by about. The way. It was a lovely, uh, yeah, it was thing. a really lovely email. Thank you. Um, it's like when, like, oh, when you go to like somewhere like the Maldives and you go, you know, go for a swim with the dolphins. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like somewhere, it's like somebody coming over to the UK and go, oh, can I get in with the cows? <laughs> right, cows, eh? What well, a, like, was that thing what about, a time to be alive? Apparently, it was like an AMA about people of Hawaii. He was like, what's it like? It was really interesting reading it, and someone says, no. We don't have like the hula girls and the little ukulele playing whenever the, the airplane touches down, but you can play. So you can pay to have that. 
service. Like, yeah, if you want the, you know, the, stereoty the stereotypical If you want the tourist package. thing, you know, you know th these people have done this the 10,000th time doing it with dead smiles on their faces. Absolutely. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll do that. What do you mean, if I want to do that? I want the tourist package. Thank you very much. Yeah, come much. on, brah. <laughs> Classic at Carholic.com. Please send some emails. It'd Lovely emails this week. Thank, Thank you. you very much indeed. Uh, so let's paint the picture. Let's paint, paint the, the rich tapestry that is oh. July 26, 2001. Dab, 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 dab. dab, 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 dab. Um, WWF have released their financial report. Uh, it comes out the day after this week's episode of SmackDown, but I thought I'd include it uh -oh. here. Buried deep in the WWF's annual report was the following paragraph. In March... Two Smudge or Screwjob was a word. <laughs> yeah. Brett, screw Brett, brother, brother. In March 2001, we acquired certain assets of the WCW brand, including the trade name, the tape library, and other intangible assets for a, from a subsidiary of AOL Time Warner for approximately $2.5 million. In addition, we incurred certain related costs to acquire these assets of approximately $1.8 million. Now... I wanted to include that, so that basically means the the uh, WCW cost overall was three, just over three million dollars, mm. right? Compared to some of the other expenses from the WWF this year, WCW and the tape library was cheaper than the XFL, which they lost a hundred and sixteen million dollars uh, well, on. Yeah, you... uh, cheaper than WWF New York, which cost yep. them twenty four point five million. Was there any profit for that ever? No. no. Um, oh, the best part is cheaper than the technical equipment that they plumbed into WWF New York. Because for the sounds and for the, for the speakers and all the hi-fi equipment, mm. it was 9.5 million. Still, still more mm. expensive than WCW. WCW is still the cheapest. And <laughs> cheaper than a racing team that WWF bought. Oh, that cost just over three million as well. <laughs> More. <laughs> Although, oh, also, they also spent an additional $2.5 million on talent fees and $3.5 million to lease Vince's private jet. The private jet oh. lease cost more than WCW. What a sad end. Sad, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm sure there was a point where the WCW name would have been worth a, well, hundreds of millions of dollars. And like that's like proper clear-out section of Tesco's, isn't it? Yellow label at Tesco for WCW. More than the book of T-Bone Steak at <laughs> WF New York. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a fascinating little hmm thing for mm -hmm. them who have been able to acquire it for that lower cost. So I don't know if that will it cost us 1.8 million. Is that how much it costs to? Uh, I'm not going to insinuate that they bribe somebody, <laughs> but there have been people a lot more eloquent than myself to make the same suggestion with uh, facts and names and things like that. Saying the Nitro book goes into detail, like wait, so they had first uh, offer on it because of the lawsuit, blah blah blah. But then even that that low, it's like all right, you're signing off on the deal, are you? Yeah, cool. How much to give to you? for me to buy it for this. How low do you go? Chump change. As we find out later, Vince McMahon will pay a lot more for other things that happened this year. Oh, God, yeah. Wait, wait, hang on. Wait, sorry, unrelated, Tom. I was about to say something really uh, allegation-filled, but then Pachiti just sent me a message. It's him outside my flat. <laughs> is he holding Is he holding a, a can of lighter fluid? Like that, oh, that's time. what it is. I was trying to figure out. I think he, he can't drink all that. <laughs> I'm just going for a pint after work. Oh, I'm distracted now. I forgot what I was talking about. Go on, Tom. <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan flavoured news. 
Uh, plans for him to run a wrestling promotion have been put on hold for at least six months, saying there's no interest in TV networks. <laughs> Just a few days before this, people representing Hulk Hogan were still talking with a lot of people in wrestling and talking about a company where the key players will be Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Hart, Sting, Bret Hart, Roddy Piper, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Sable, and China. Uh, and despite those heavy hitters being mentioned in the conversation, no TV network wants to pick up wrestling at the moment. Wrestling yeah. is, whilst this is an interesting time in wrestling, it, to the real, to the mainstream world, it is on its ass. Nobody's touching wrestling at this point. Yeah, the, the wave has hit the shore. Yeah, that's it. It's it's interesting to see how far down it is at this at this point. When I, I think nowadays, if someone came along with a roster like that, legitimately heavy. I think also now there's more options in terms of streaming platforms mm. and stuff like that. So you got more in a way of doing. You can almost like run it yourself without the TV network and still make a good go of it. Um, but yeah, at this point, nobody's touching wrestling at this point. Um, before this episode of SmackDown started, I want to give a little nod to this. Uh, one interesting result from Heat is that Hardcore Holly pinned Mike Awesome clean. Now, the WWF talent, see uh, The Undertaker, uh, who had worked with Mike Awesome, yeah, were not yeah, impressed. Yeah. So before the show went on air, <laughs> uh, it was the decision was made, yeah, Bob, you're pinning Mike Awesome. They've, um, this, this is where we're starting to see like a few of these WCW guys, the, the locker room leaders of WWF going, no, rubbish. Get rid of them. So Hawker Holly pinning Mike Awesome. Is That's it? right. The Ring General himself, Undertaker 2001. Oh, Crime Inc. It's now the measuring stick <laughs> for WF star. I mean, there have been, in fairness, I remember reading that going, how dare you say Mike Awesome can't work? I mean, obviously Mike Awesome wasn't quite the same, wasn't anywhere near the same as he was um, after he hurt his knee, I think, in WCW near the start of his run. But there were a few Roby performances and have been uh, the likes of DDP, Stasiak, humorous, <laughs> funny. Um, so it's like, oh, you know what? I used to hate that as a kid, him saying stuff about people I liked, but now it's like, maybe he did have a point after mm. that and Bagwell and the fact that Undertaker's rubbish at this point. <laughs> More on that to come. Oh, loads on that Dory to come. Dory, he'll get his lads in who can definitely work and they won't be chronic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, that's pretty much all for this week. It's a quiet week on the Western Front. It's going to get busier in the summer. But um, for now, on with the show. Ooh. Ooh! Still images reveal that last week on Crisis on Infinite Arsenals 3, Austin <laughs> three, stunningly, three, 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 three. Austin the heel turned on Team WF and joined Team WCW. And Austin reveals, wah, wah, wah. Oh, his keyboard stuck. <laughs> Was it, sorry, did Wario turn up three times? <laughs> he says, uh, Vince McMahon and him used to be close. A hug with him used to mean something. But now, uh -uh. <laughs> I worry he is here. Uh, now Vince wants to hug Kurt Angle in front of him because he's grooming him to be the next champion. What's wrong with Austin's hugs? Oh, and he knows Vince is calling people. He's calling The Rock when Austin is right here. Why do you need The Rock? What's good with the, the stone? <laughs> nice, I like that. So Austin joined a team that appreciates Austin for being Austin. But wait, that's why? That's not a bad reason, to be honest with you. I, mm -hmm. I, I can't remember the reason for it at the time, but now... It's a better back, reason than Austin had for his heel turn at the beginning. It really, yeah, it really it's is. It's a better reason. Angle is here with a giant non-ironic pop to clean Austin's house and suplex his Roomba. What? Later that night... <laughs> took me by surprise, that one. Later that night, it was a bunch of lads versus the Dudleys in a table elimination match. 
comes down to Bubba versus Kurt, and Austin shows up to stutter the man with horse steroids in his bag and let Bubba put him through a table as Austin does a runner, like the stunner, with Team WF running out to scare him off like he's a fox going through your bin. <laughs> I set the scene nicely. Heel Austin, face angle. And also the stars, all the stars are here of Team WCW and ECW. Witty wee, witty woo. We're in Pittsburgh, PA, and it smells. <laughs> and it must be because DDP is here to take on Kane in the main event tonight. He's here to drink a cup of toast, and Kane is in. <laughs> Kane is here to turn bread into toast. <laughs> and I'm all out of toast. Ugh. Leader in the Hardys emerge from the back. As, as a fan holds up a sign that says, China got fired because I knocked her up. Very sympathetic. Uh, Billy Kidman shows up with Hurricane Helms to give young Matthew his long-haired stoner cruiserweight type to keep him going for the next few decades. <laughs> for God's sake. Uh, it's a tag match. I'm just saying the Hardys, Kidman, and Helms. I mean, oof. it's a tag match with no one caring about Team WCW. Kidman is already wearing rubbish WWF gear, which is a huge shame because half the appeal of him was that he had the, the wife beater and the, the little blue jeans on. That was and now he's just, yep, boring generic tights with the tribal sil- sil- symbols on. I don't know why on. they changed oh. it. I, I, it feels like a Vinceism. Take like, that off. We've Kidman. already got somebody wearing jeans. People will be confused. Me, me, me and Vince had the same idea before Kidman would take his gear off. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, it'll get less gay going forward. Aww. <laughs> More gay. Uh, you sound like William Regal. <laughs> Harley's get all here. You. More gay, which is uh, which is uh, a, a famous, a, a, a famous, famous LGBT housebroker. <laughs> Hardy's get on their usual moves. Matt's laughing, so it's fine. Helms dodges the poetry in motion and gets a sneaky pin attempt for two, but Kidman takes a leader Conrana. That's what Cole's calling it. Ugh. Helms then gets the twist of fate and Swanton to... What? Hang on, Tom, this can't be right. <laughs> Lose clean to the Hardys. <laughs> yeah. Even Lowdown got a victory <laughs> over the Hardys. Anyway, welcome the WF lads. Start at the bottom. Yeah. Nobody, no, Harley's, a, Harley's win-loss record is shocking. So the fact that Kidman and Helms lose to them is awful. Yeah. I don't know how to beat them, sod it, who cares? It's the right thing to do, but mm. yeah, my costume's like, oh, it's just how it is. JR absolutely, absolutely slating Austin on commentary. Like, really, mm. like, really going for it. He stuck a knife in everyone's heart. He spat in everyone's face. They're speculating the real reason why Austin went to the Alliance, not buying the fact that he joined for the competition. Because uh, that's the one that you said, oh, I want the best competition. But they're saying, oh, there's something to it. He's, he's afraid of Kurt Angle. But then you'd have to face Kurt Angle. Surely if you were afraid of Kurt Angle, you'd stay on Kurt Angle's side. That's the bit that baffles me. Say again, what? Because in Austin's thing, he says, oh, I'm here because these guys respect me. And, and also, I'm here for the competition. It's what he said in his promo oh, yeah. on Raw. But he's avoiding angle. But it's yeah, almost like he's, he's, angle. it's almost like he's a man who does not stick to his word. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> oh, I hate that Austin when he's dilly-dallying. I thought it was an excellent open. <laughs> oh, that's a great word, dilly-dally. Um, excellent opening match there. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, these lads, 
apart from Kidman have all wrestled each other loads of times in backyards. Mm. The it felt lights. it felt good. It felt like I bet they enjoyed it. Maybe if they're going backstage, he goes, "Who's booked to win?" Because well, it's like good old days. I'm booking to win. <laughs> he goes, "No, really." He's like, "No, nah, Vince doesn't want you winning." Also, Michael Cole pointed out that uh, the Hardys may not be 100 percent after the match of RVD. Oh, sorry, Jeff Hardy may not be. Uh, that would be a recurring segment in the next few weeks. Yeah, the RVD's really giving him a number. Yeah, RVD would uh, basically potato a lot of people. <laughs> uh, one of a kind. Backstage, the Big Show tells Billy Gunn he has a fantastic idea. He's been listening to the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown <laughs> review, and someone sent in their suggestions for Test's tag team name. I thought you were going to say, he's been listening to the Classic Smackdown review, and he should lose some fucking timber. <laughs> he's retiring from wrestling now, after hearing all the things Matthew said about him. Uh, they go through a few names, but before that, it's worth mentioning that Billy is only a few inches shorter than Big Show, but I never really appreciated how big that bastard was until he joined AEW. Mm. And so he's the biggest man on the planet. Towers over everybody yeah. there. Show says they're going to call themselves Shoguns. Gun says it's a stupid idea. Show says at least they won't be calling them Rockabilly or Badass or The One with no talent. Ah, <laughs> Big Show did a funny. Good says good idea because they won't be calling him The Big Slow or The Big Fat Bastard. <laughs> Oh, Billy, Billy Gunn really does this in this podcast. <laughs> then Billy makes for the show's weight, and BS insists he just came from the gym. Billy says driving through the parking lot doesn't count. <laughs> They're making fun of him on TV for being fat. That's what they do. This is their thing. This is what they're doing because he's because he's not in the shape they want him to be. They're just going to take the piss every week. Give him like, the script. All right, Billy Gunn, say this. You're fat. Say it again. All right. We've come stink as well. Are we okay with that? Big show. Yeah. It's as, it's, like, it's as he's eating going, yeah, I've guaranteed money. Yeah, you do you, do you hun. We're coming, up to the, we're coming up to the pay-per-view where Big Show says, Big Show, report where JR in commentary says, Big Show wants a tag as yeah, much as he it. wants a double cheese. The report of that. <laughs> and it do you worked. get it? You're fat. Yeah, but I'm earning money. Yeah, but you're still fat. Yeah. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Laughing all the way to Greg's. <laughs> Cole says it's the most dangerous force to ever take on the Yeah, WWF. so much at Greg's, they just call it Greg now. <laughs> when, Big Show, when Big Show goes to a restaurant and they hand in the menu, he just says, yes. <laughs> when Big Show's on the tour bus, he sits next to everybody. It's like they're not even in the ring. It's Austin versus Angle, and this is the line that they're doing. Hey, you see that big show? <laughs> He's fine. Anyway, title match. Anyway. <laughs> Cole says the most dangerous force to ever take on the WF. And no, it's not the FBI 94. <laughs> it's the show. Sorry, it's the Alliance. <laughs> Crowd yell for their favorite wrestler called Slut. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is that WCW? Must be under that. I think they left a voicemail on NXT this week. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, had scripts. <laughs> that was Soundwave. <laughs> it was. I'm just realizing. Hello, it NXT uh, <laughs> Studios. How can we help you? <laughs> I will do a few Denisopticons for Megatron. Whoa, who's this? <laughs> What's funny is, right, because time is a construct of human perception, right? 
Because time is a construct of human perception. You're hearing me hear Matthew refer to him as Soundwave for the first time. That's blown my mind, and it's fucking ruined me. But after this, we're recording the Cultaholic podcast with Ross, and I'm going to bring this oh, up. No, did Transformers fan. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm hearing it for the first time now, but you heard us joking about it yesterday. I hope Ross is like, I'm more of an Armada fan, me. Oh, could you imagine? No. More of a Gorbots man myself. Shira. And other things that Ross says. <laughs> so the idea of this, like, blah, 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 Transformers, blah, 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 1983. He's just, Shira. <laughs> like he's got to red. Shira. Stephanie mocks them for being wrong, the crowd that is, and is proud of them for being wrong. Right. I'm not a slut. Is that. <laughs> they go, no, Shockwave's the one with the cassettes. It's like, no! Go <laughs> on the big eye, you idiot. Um, they've taken all the WF championships as she introduces the champs. Here, here they are, all the stars. <laughs> Palumbo and O'Hare. Da 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 da. Kidman. Woo. It's still my WCW music. Shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, yeah. We just saw him. Otherwise, out again. Uh, the WF Hardcore Champion, Rob Van Dam. Yeah, it's going to one of a kind, but it's not one of a kind just yet. The WF IC Champion, Lance Storm. <laughs> Pesky B. Pesky. Um, it's been a busy week. Uh, apparently a new champ, Landstorm. Uh, yeah, that's right. The proud ECW guy, Landstorm. Just saying. Um, WCW US and World WCW Champion, Booker T. Do, 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 do. I, I can't hear you. Your theme there, Tom, as Jim Ross yells. He's no Ric Flair. It's <laughs> very important. All right. All right, Melter. Stephanie announces Booker is giving up his US Championship to MVP... Sorry, Invasion MVP, there we go. Canyon, who is near tears. There's a very mild pop, but JR is furious with them simply giving away titles like their vice presidencies. Wow. <laughs> Angry JR is always good. And finally, the WF champion, Steve Austin, with his bizarre alliance theme that sounds mm. like a rubbish truck reversing. Tom, what does that sound like? <laughs> No, Tom, Tom, sorry, interrupt you. Sorry, sorry. We can't play the actual MP3 oh, of the sorry, audio. Oh, sorry, I'll press stop. He will get better Alliance music in the weeks to come. He'll get that theme, which I really like. Yeah. Looking forward to that. No more disturbed. I know. Aww. That's it now. David Draymond's royalty checks will slowly stop arriving from this point on. JR is You'll have to sing Simon Garfunkel. JR is typically mad as hell about Austin turning on everyone again. He's probably mad as hell he fell for it a mere three months after the previous one, you idiot. Fucking idiot. Guy has a sign in the crowd that says WCW equals career suicide. <laughs> Stephanie is happy, to, uh, happy with all the gold, but wait, here's Kurt with an Olympic response from the crowd. Oh, mega pop. Yeah. Angle does not appreciate the expression, all the gold, because... He's an Olympic gold medalist, don't you know? <laughs> also, this is Pittsburgh, PA, which is where Kurt is from. That's where Kurt lives. <laughs> we live in Pittsburgh. My house is here. And how the My like, dad is a computer. The, 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 the poppy company came out was big, but the reaction when people go, oh, fuck, ah, he's from here. Yay! Hey! He's, he's from oh, I forgot. Sorry, mate. <clears throat> 
I get it, though. The hometown pop, I get it. Whenever, Sorry, like, you've been a chode for months. We're not supposed to cheer for you. You get very excited when somebody from your neck of the woods yeah. is on something like that. That's right. I like it when I watch TV and I'm watching Vera and I go, I know yeah. that bit! I've walked there! Whenever we see a production crew in Newcastle now, we think, like, oh, are they filming Vera? And it was... Um, uh, oh, it's a sushi place. Sushimi rolling. Um, on Grey Street, that had a camera crew outside of it, and we're all like, who could be filming? And we're trying to think, and we're like, is Vera going to solve a mystery at the sashimi Would you like a salmon, would you like a salmon sashimi roll, pet? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to figure out, like, what the hell episode is this? Has it been a murder, love? I've got a California roll on the go, pet. Yeah, she's getting a a stack of rice, she's like, ring, ring. Oh. Oh, there's been a murder. Me teriyaki salmon will have to eat, pet. Can you put this in the bag? <laughs> and then she does a bit like, honestly, pet, can you cook it? It's a bit cold. <laughs> oh, oh, Vera, Vera. you stupid bitch. <laughs> I smell really nice. What do you mean? Everywhere I go, they go, hello, Vera. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus, why would you listen to this? But I don't get. I don't. I'll say this to Sam on on the the Nitro review. Like people, I'm firing Matthew. Okay. People listen to this when they go to sleep. I'm like, how? How? I wouldn't be able to sleep if every five minutes some fucking idiot went. Ah! <laughs> Mind you, I guess people listen. To, people listen to Ricky Gervais, so I oh, guess there, there is that. Go, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> thank you for listening, though. Hey, if you <sighs> if you're listening in bed right now. Why oh, don't. <laughs> Tom. Why don't I pop your hand down you? Have a little, do a little tug. Tom, we're a five on the wankometer. Have a little tug. Have a little tug. Go on, we'll wait for you. Have a little tug. When you threw that bottle in the ass, yeah. was it adorable? <laughs> Maybe it's that Why voice that gets people going. Have a little tug and pause the podcast. You're thinking about it anyway. Have a little tug. And yeah, then in the mood. <laughs> Put on your best of Jeff Hardy DVD. <laughs> On your 32-inch oh. TV that you borrowed. <laughs> that you claimed, you claimed your future wife. <laughs> that I you tried got to, for free. How did I try You'll to never have... find the body, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was his hand was still attached to it. I didn't kill him. We didn't burn Ray. him. <laughs> Kurt wants Austin tonight so he can get the title back where it belongs. Austin sucks in hell. Chat, yeah. In <laughs> Pittsburgh, PA. <laughs> Can only be defended in this one state. Uh, Austin sucks, chance follow like it's 1997 again. Steve says Angle is very selfish to want Angle's gold around his neck. Uh, but see, the problem is Austin is selfish too. So right here, if one of these mealy mouthed steel workers, crap, crap, booze. You steel workers. Mm. Hey, hey, Carl Boozy stops and goes, hey, hey, anyone going to do something about it? <laughs> and they don't, proving Austin's point, right? Austin says he's happy to do it and defend that title anywhere, any place, just not tonight. <laughs> Austin is an American, and he's about opportunity, so that's why he's going to let, looks around, Booker T. <laughs> that's right, Booker T. Get the shot at Kurt instead. Booker is not happy because he realizes what's going on, but Austin explains he heard Kurt bragging about how he put Booker through a table on Raw. And now suddenly Booker is mad at Kurt. <laughs> Kurt says he can beat that sucker anytime and anywhere. And Booker says, oh, tell me he did not just say that, which is new and not over yet. 
but it will be. Mm. Booker says Kurt's ass belongs to him tonight, and Angle says, well, <laughs> my ass belongs to no one. And the crowd laugh, <laughs> even though they know it's like that silly thing that Kurt does. <laughs> Kurt's going to win the WCW title tonight, then come for Austin's WF title next, and the only alliance left will be the alliance of ex-champs beaten by Kurt. Woo! Crowd goes nuts. A tremendous scene-setting promo for the next few weeks, which actually makes this period look a lot more stable than you'd think. But he, only at the top of the card. He's still a complete geek. <laughs> but, but he's our he geek. Is so our geek like he's a massive baby he hasn't changed his stick or his patter he's still like he is still a, a dork but like the crowd are ready they've been ready to check her for a few weeks we felt it on the show like people have started just like enjoying what Kurt Angle's doing that the, I think when it was galvanized was an invasion and when his music hit the reaction from the Gundarina to Kurt Angle's music that massive pop because all the WWF guys were by de facto babyface they were ready to cheer for Angle and I love that WWF have gone all in and gone you ready to cheer for him you can now cheer him and they haven't tweaked him too much mm. he's still a dork and he'll remain that we'll have some little I think they'll have some elements of of uh, intensity from him as well in yeah. the weeks to come. It's, it's, a, it's a cool time at the top of the yeah. top of the tree. Well said. Mm. Do you know who else was galvanised? Go on. Megatron after the Unicron sort of mount. Oh, he was. Meanwhile, got chucked off the chucked off the uh, off the ship. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Starsky was like, "We need to get rid of dead weight. Let's mm. get rid of Megatron." They're like, "No, no, he'll be fine." No, no, he's dead. He's dead. La 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 la. Are you sure? Yeah, I checked. <laughs> He <laughs> some out of Astro. Fucking Galvatron turns up and he's like, he's just like, oh no, fuck! Megatron, is that you? Here's <laughs> a hint and kills him. Just, ah, oh, shit, the bad. I wish I checked if you were dead. Dare! Dare to survive! Tom, people are trying to wank. <laughs> and that's helping me reach. <laughs> Meanwhile, in, uh, oh yeah, SmackDown, uh, William Regal and Yoshiro Tajiri are talking. Uh, Willie says he's happy he has someone in his mist ready to challenge for the title. Tajiri says, mist! And Regal says, no, 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 mid, mid, no, 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 put it away. And Regal corrects him. Uh, this is way too pun-y for this crowd, but I appreciated it years later. Uh, Canyon shows up to challenge Jericho in a rematch from Raw. Uh, Regal makes Canyon say, I'll give you the match. Tonight, if you say she sells, she sells, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, Sorry, go on. I haven't actually tried to say myself. <laughs> you just tried then and you went. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. Ah, oh. nearly. You try it. She sells seashells on the seashore. One more she time. She sells seashells on the seashore. Bollocks to you. <laughs> Which is why you get paid a big bucks I, to, I, to I, blow your throat out, I Tom. wankers like that, Ujo. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, actually, that, I, can't, I can see that being a thing on the radio. All right, say this. <laughs> Round the rugged rascal ran. Round the ragged r road, the Sorry. rugged rascal. What's sold on one? the seashore. I'm not the pheasant plucker, I'm the pheasant plucker's son. I only pluck the pheasant when the pheasant plucker's done. Something like oh, that. Oh, nice. A lot of practice at school. We used to do that stupid, stupid thing like a lot of mornings. We had nothing to do. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow Oh, bollocks. Oh, it's tough when that is. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Red. You really have to concentrate. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Red lorry, yellow lorry. Hugh lorry, yellow lorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the point of this segment is to embarrass Canyon because he has a bit of a lisp. Uh, Canyon wants to know why Tajiri is laughing. And Regal says it's because Taziri speaks English better than you. <laughs> Oof. Anyway, uh, 
he's not let him have a, that title match. Instead, it's a tag match later with RVD instead. I wasn't a fan of this because I liked Canyon. And mm. they're doing the thing where they're highlighting the negatives. Ha ha, lispy mcklisp lisp, can't talk properly, hee hee. I'm like, oh no, we're doing the thing that we did with Perry, aren't we? With his bong eyes. And it's like, oh, that's not, that's it. It's like, okay, that lower your expectations down here. It's a shame. This feels like a Vince McMahon written promo. <clears throat> this feels like a Vince McMahon project from, from beginning, middle and end. Yeah. <clears throat> but then, weirdly, uh, I remember Canyon when they mentioned the tag match, I remember him saying to Regal, who better than Rob Van Dam? And the crowd cheering for that. And I remember that feeling like, oh, that weirdly, oh, yeah. I don't know why my brain sort of like, <clears throat> it lit up with that. Cause like, that's a WCW guy, like really putting over an ECW guy. And they were going to be a team yep. later on. Ooh, that's cool. Yep. It's still quite cool in my eyes, the WCW, ECW thing on WWF telly. Yeah. As a youngster. Yeah, if only the views agreed with you. <clears throat> yeah. uh, the Dudleys are here with no pop or titles to take on the Shoguns. And no, I... no. The class underachievers, the Shoguns, oh. JR and Michael Cole fucking eviscerate Billy Gunn of the Big Show on commentary. <laughs> the big bastard losers. Oh, they are. That, that, that's their gimmick. And uh, I don't remember them having that official name or Chiron. I thought it was just the backstage bit, but like, no, they were actually the Shoguns. No, 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 they were definitely the Shoguns. It, I, I did not remember Smackdown, that. just bring it. They're in there as the Shoguns. Oh. Mm. They, they, they do loads in the, in, the, in the Just Bring It, I seem to remember. Shoguns yeah. are all over the career mode. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, sadly, there's no, well, it's an ass show mashup for the theme. So no. uh, missed, missed opportunity there. See, this is what we would have had higher up the card with no Alliance storyline. Yeah. If we had not easy to be come in, this would have been one of the featured attractions. Bubba just Got takes it. Gunn's head off after an impressive leapfrog. Jesus. Uh, what did Billy do to deserve that clothesline apart from exist? <laughs> Devon works over Billy as Cole says Vince is trying to woo the rock back to WF, so he's not here tonight. That's a weird thing to say on TV. Uh, Billy gets a crappy double DDT. Uh, show gets the mild tag and the duds don't want to really sell much for the big loser. Billy and show get some bushwhacker double teams and then Bubba kicks out for famouser. Devon is about to take the one and only, but show interferes and hits Billy, set up the 3D to end it. JR points out a new name doesn't necessarily mean big success. And I've put what? You mean like the giant to the big show? <laughs> Lots of stuff to <sighs> laugh at here, Tom. Well, they're just, they're just, it was all just like talking about how neither have achieved their potential. Like, just like, again, it's like to be Canyon, just accentuating the negatives all the way yeah. through. And just this big beefy team, they're just going, oh, they're not very good, are they? Oh, they've not really, they, you know, they've not really achieved their full potential. And then they lose. <laughs> then they fucking lose. Poor Billy Gunn being dragged down with the big show. <laughs> Picture, former world champion, uh, Billy Gunn, multiple-time tag team champion. Former king of the ring. Former king of the ring. Whether you like it or not. Thank you. Oh, not that, that, that potential thing. Yep. Well, don't worry, this new gimmick will help them. <laughs> anyway, next up, the Rock suspension lifted. Oh, yeah, he was suspended, wasn't he? I forgot about that plot line. Mm. I miss 01 going back to this period of wrestling where they actually address yeah, things I like that it. happened months I, ago. I like that. I wonder if Vince was wondering why The Rock hasn't been here to save the day and had to be reminded to him. Oh, oh, yeah, right. Oh, it's me, isn't it? Oh, right, my bad. And uh, we get told that The Rock is back on Raw this Monday. Mm. Hang on, that seems like a bit of a bait and switch here. Uh, Instead, we get Vince McMahon 
asking, we get a, a video of Vince on Raw uh, asking if The Rock can still bring up the SmackDown, raise up the eyebrow, etc. Um, and it's mixed in with clips of Rock's best moments on SmackDown, as if we'd forgotten about the greatness of The Bloody Rock. It looked like a thrilling in-ring segment on Raw, uh, and I say that ironically. Uh, thankfully, this is edited to look somewhat interesting. And yeah, I know, a few minutes ago, it did say The Rock reinstated, and it's like, and it's a video package of SmackDown on Raw, you're like, Okay. Mm. I best I guess they can't go. A reminder of that thing that happened on Raw already. Blah blah blah. The Rock. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I see. I think nowadays fine. they do that. Mo- like <laughs> they were celebrating The Rock on this episode of Raw in 2022. He's like, "Well done, Rock, on Black Adam being a mild success. It's a massive success, isn't it? Number one it's, weekend bo- grossing box office movie. It, it's number one, yeah. But it's uh, they're they're trying to big it up bigger right now than it is. It's only being above Morbius in terms of the other superhero films. Oh, right. They're trying to really word it like the best DC not including this, 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 and this. And people are like, no, even your weird attribution to this is wrong because Aquaman beat this. So <laughs> so it's funny just seeing that. Obviously, I'm not like hating on the film. It's just funny when people... Like I said, it's like oh, when, it's... when Adam Cole's... I, I don't care about like small people or stuff, but it's like when Adam Cole is billed as 6'2", and you're like, that's just... That's just inherently not true. And then I jump on it. In the radio world um, this week, it has been Rajar, which is the audience listening figures that oh, come okay. out every quarter. And and I, I freelance now, as you know. So, you know, I'm always, I'll support the stations that I'm always on. You know, you know I have a little uh, a dog in the race, a horse in the race. But the over the years I've been doing radio, the, the, the literal, the literacy gymnastics... Yeah, that's that's the, that's a beautiful term, by the way, Tom. That radio people make <clears throat> to justify bad figures is always a joy. Like, congratulations to Leeds FM, number yep. one for eighteen to twenty-five at breakfast in Yorkshire. <laughs> right, like, because if you're not paying attention, you go, "Wow, that sounds really impressive." Mm. And I guess if you, you know, if you put that in a nice image or whatever, it's like, "Ooh," but then like. WWE loves doing the uh, linguistic gymnastics, especially when linguistic it's like... Linguistic gymnastics. What did I say? It. No, 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 you're right. I was trying to find the, the, the word that went with it, and you said linguistic gymnastics. I corrected right. you on a word? Yes. Jeez, are you right, Tom? <laughs> you the end is nice. week off. I should not be corrected you. But the... WWE Raw, the number one longest running... Weekly. Weekly, episodic... Wrestling, <laughs> Re- wrestling, which and even then they went. That wasn't true. <laughs> yeah, that was, that wasn't even true. But like, they're really, really specific words. It's like, uh, uh, okay, we add ten other words to it. It's true. But people are just like, you know, the sky at night or whatever. It's just the way that it's tweaked. And what yeah. you'll see is you'll see a lot of uh, you with TV shows like Raw and with radio stations as well. You'll see like, we're number one, and then there'll be a little asterisk, and down there it'll explain <laughs> in what way they're yeah. number one. I want to say, like, always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, they said, like, where the number, like, because they've been, it's it been on the, the air? No, it's Netflix to begin with, wasn't it? Actually, we get, I mean, I'm digressing, I'm sorry. It's been on the air for so many years, and it went, it's the longest running continual comedy series of all time. And it was great seeing, of all the things to interact with on Twitter and people get mad on social media, Last of the Summer Wine fans. Oh, they're the worst. And they were like, hey, up. <laughs> they were all like, hey, up. 
think actually you'll find actually real last of summer wine man reacts to always sunny cliffs <laughs> Um, I think you're fine. That wouldn't happen. Richard Herring does, has, did this thing for years when... Because Last of the Summer Wine is a, is a British sitcom. It's a very slow, very wholesome sitcom uh, about uh, a bunch of old men and women who live in Yorkshire in a place called Home Firth, where Alex is from. Uh, so whenever I go and visit her folks, it's like walking around the set of Last of oh, Summer Wine. It's great. Right. There's, like there's, there's like, you know, Edna's tea room and stuff. And um, because they're like an older cast, so obviously they, get, they, they, they pass away. And every time somebody from Last of the Summer Wine passes, there's I, I'm oh. Richard Herring's there going, the curse of the Last of the <laughs> Summer Wine strikes again. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Alliance is shown watching that promo we talked about 10 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. um, and Booker's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares about The Rock? And Austin's like, we will when he joins the Alliance. And JR's like, by God, maybe The Rock will join WCW. Or maybe he'll join ECW. Or maybe he'll join the WWF. Or maybe he'll join Lugs. <laughs> hey! The shoes with boots and boots with shoes. <laughs> It's the 16th chapter of DDP versus the bloody Undertaker. Undertaker somehow accidentally hitting his wife with a chair. How does that even happen? Paige pulled her in like a shield. It, it, it looked rubbish. It looks awful. Lugs the footwear with built-in alimony. <laughs> when you need to better call soul. Where I wrote that was great. I wish I was there when I wrote that. Better call Soul. Better call Speaking soul. of bad shoe <laughs> stuff, um, we did get uh, a lovely message from somebody, if you listen to this, saying, you know, a few weeks ago you said that you were interested in having someone uh, do a, drink a shoey out of a A shoey out of a lugs, a luggy. We did have a biter. Oh! They want to know when, uh, when would be a good time to do it. To do a shoey? I said any time. No, they want to come on the show and do the Patreon thing and they're just trying to figure out because of the time zone differences. Yes. Um, so, so this that is, is a tease. This is like the Alliance watching the TV backstage. You're going, who cares about Logs? And Austin's like, we will. <laughs> when it 
gets drunk. What? <laughs> when he gets drunk, I'll never shoot. Yes, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tom. If you want to do that, by the way, <laughs> if you want to join us for an episode of the Coldaholic Classic Smackdown Review and appear on that screen behind us whilst we're chatting away through the power of Zoom, it's a Patreon goal. It's a Patreon tier. So you can join us and, and be a part of all this utter bollocks on an episode of the Cold Toilet Classic Smackdown Review. Uh, if you don't do so already, you can also watch these as yeah. well. So you can see the screen behind us. Uh, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Cold uh, 2001, Jeff Hardy's listening. You don't have to pay. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the stinker is here to smell the joint up because his name may be three initials, but ain't DDP, it's IBS. <laughs> This is when the coffee started kicking in, I think. When I wrote this. Isn't that a boxing thing? Oh, the, oh. I, the IBS middle heavyweight. <laughs> Final. <laughs> Do you mind? I'd love. The, we now go live to the press conference for the IBS middleweight champion. Yeah, thanks for. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, two seconds, two seconds. <laughs> right, sorry about that. The, the, boxing, the boxing 30 second rounds, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> and they've still got buckets at ringside, though. <laughs> Uh, that round nine and the whole place just fucking stinks <laughs> round nine and the refs passed out <laughs> the IBS box <laughs> oh god here's Kane to wrestle him and presumably accidentally take a chair from Undertaker if Raw's an insight in the future of Undertaker's family <laughs> Kane batters DDP as JR <laughs> talks about The Rock some more because he's clearly bored. When Rock isn't on screen, everyone should be saying, where's Rocky? Where's Rocky? <laughs> DDP gets an ugly counter into a thing before getting some crappy stomps and chokes like he's Dino Bravo or something. Both had the same career aspects in oh, 2001. God. Look, I like DDP. Love DDP. But like I said, some of these things are just not gelling. Mike no. Awesome, DDP. And it's a shame because there's a few of them that could have come in and actually made, you know, had there been, um, had the times been different, had there been somebody different at the top who, was, who wasn't just so like, you're WCW, therefore you're shit, and we have to rebuild you from the ground up, or we haven't got time, we'll have to rush it. Like, in a different time, these people could have made a genuine difference to the, to the WWF product at this time. Yep. Diamond Dallas Page coming in, in 01, when the roster is fucked, that would have been great if you brought him in as the people's champion. Yeah. And give him some time to get adjusted to, the, to how they... Perform, yeah. which is a weird thing that you don't think too much about. So obviously the famous examples uh, difference between Alberto Del Rio and Sin Cara. Del Rio, even though he's you know Mexican royalty, mm. still went okay. I do need to adapt. This is a very different style. I'll come down to FCW and be treated like I'm. It's my first day in the business, and what I've been learned that. Brilliant. So he knew how to wrestle and wrestle. He'd have some good matches despite being a piece of shit in real life. Um, Sin Cara went. Uh, I'm worshipped. The, the all. City over. What, Matthew? Try again. I almost said the, wor the world over, over the, but that's over not the, true, is it? All over Mexico. I'm a big deal in Mexico. There we go. I'll stick, stick, be simple. I'm a big deal in Mexico. Really big deal. Uh, and you want me to go to fucking Greenhorn School? I'm going to go to Slip and Fall School? No, nah, you're all right. And obviously, much, much different career. Mm. I'll happily slip and fall on the main roster. Thank you very much. Yes, and, and so he did. Uh, Kane blocks the diamond cutter and turns it into a slam. Blah, blah. I've piped it. Ooh. DDP gets a chair in the ring, but Kane takes it off him and uses it on DDP, like he's Sarah, to lose via DQ, which is quite correct. But JR yells, another controversial decision by Nick Patrick, friend of the school kids. <laughs> and bad loser Kane slams Nick Patrick afterwards. 
All I put here is her with two question marks after it because that's not controversial. No, it's a fairly, very straight call by Nick Patrick. There's a weapon involved and he threw the match out. Fairly, fairly reasonable. JR just, just angry now for the sake of being angry. Yep. Angry at Mayfair. <laughs> angry at Mayfair here. Lance. Awful officiating. And don't worry though, it gets better. Lance Storm goes backstage and checks out Perry Sutton with his bastard mop. <laughs> Storm says title defenses are serious business and Perry shouldn't bring his mop with him to ringside and he says something that gets no pop and that's your allegedly great WF character that people speak, speak positive of years later. Mm. There was nothing here for Perry apart from, ah, oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Like like your reaction. Cool. Lance Storm looks great as Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a... Thanks, bad. Albert. Yeah, that's a great series you have with Kane, you idiot. Cheers, Alb. I feel like, again, you know, in another time, in another life, in another dimension, like Landstorm could have, could have been there for good. Landstorm as, as, a, as a fighting intercontinental champion, that's a great, easy character. He comes out with a belt every week and goes, I'm the best wrestler in this fucking company. And then you get like a joke like Perry come out and goes, all right, fucking tap you, bang. Yeah. I'm the best in this company. Joke wrestler, fucking tap you, best wrestler. And you do that, you could do that. That's an easy one. And you just build Lance Storm as like technically the best wrestler in the company. And then mm. you have, you build up the idea of wrestling again. Yeah. It's, it's so easy. It is. So easy. Edge and Christian talk about Mr. T backstage just so they can bump into Taz and go, <laughs> speaking of Mr. T, <laughs> Taz isn't black, by the way. No. <laughs> and I'm shouting some illusions here because that was good when I found out as well, but he, he is not. Um, he's just very Italian in his own words. <laughs> just very Italian. Yeah. Taz calls them the funny pretty... Do you know there's an episode of his, uh, his radio show? I almost called it a podcast. He gets mad if you call it that. His radio show when someone said, that's one of the say thank you for being such a great like person of colour in a wrestling business. No. And he went, no, no, I'm not, I'm not. Oh, God. Tom's doing quite a lot. Oh, no. Taz calls them funny pretty boys and tells them to make them laugh. Eddie Christian do so by mocking Taz's old catchphrases about thug life bread and thug life dead and thug life sled to go see Santa. Taz laughs, then doesn't laugh. His two modes for living. <laughs> say something funny. Yeah, go on then, Richie. You say you're a comedian. Say something <laughs> funny. Yeah, say something funny. All right, all right. Um, plop. Oh, damn, wrong timing. Name the show. Uh... Say you're a comedian. Oh, a filthy rich and cut flat. Filthy rich and cut Thank flat. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, a, it's a weird, weird show. It's a very weird show. It's kind of the. It gets better as it goes on, but my god. It's the growing pains between the young ones and bottom. It really is. But so it's like it's it's the kind of the worst of both. For, for yeah. a se- is it one season or two? One. One, one season, one. mercifully one season. Um, do find it though. Like it's a weird bit of hidden treasure. Is filthy rich and cat flap. If you're a fan of Rick Mail and Adrian Edmondson, like it's just the weird series they did between the young ones and bottom, and yeah, very that never hard. gets shown. It never gets shown because uh, it was it was shite. It's, really. it's a very 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 mixed bag narrative. The last last it's a double header at the end. I think that's that's all right. The you, final, yeah, the, it, it, near the end, it sort it of pretty finds, much is, it's pretty much just bottom near the end. It finds its feet near the end, um, but certainly at the start, it's always uh, yeah. oh, rough. But they do oh, that bit. I've got it saved on my computer, so I watch it. It's just a reaction thing to use. Because I think you have to have these in your these bullets in your chamber, as I call them. Where it's just like, oh, you probably wouldn't understand. He does the joke, doesn't land, and he just goes to... Uh, 
uh, Aiden Edmondson. Yeah, thank you. Aiden Edmondson going, no, I got it. It just wasn't funny. Did they? It was funny. And looks at the camera at all. <laughs> There's one where they go, they go to the shop and they walk through the front door and they're in the shop. He goes, phew, the shop got closer since we moved to a smaller studio. I had a little fourth wall breaks and stuff. Yeah. There's that one episode they do where they, they do a, a parody of Blankety Blank called Ooh Sounds a Bit Rude. Mm. And it is, it is like a, a, a cavalcade of comedy actors from the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris it's, um, Barry, Harry Enfield, Chris Barry, yeah. uh, 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 Hale from Hale and Pace. Yep. Um, oh, what's his name? The guy who directed Mr. Bean. Um, it's in Not the Nine O'Clock News. I've forgotten his name. But he's in it as well. Yeah. But there's loads of randomers in there. Oh, like, uh, the late great uh, Robbie Coltrane. Robbie Coltrane's in it. Fuck yeah, Robbie Coltrane's in it as well. Like it's it's a it's, mm. <laughs> and then the, and then like ten minutes later the Nolan sisters are in it. Like yeah. it's a like they they funneled a lot into it. It's one of these things where you just go. Is Chris Reese Jones in it as well? Probably. He's in fucking everything back yeah. then. Um, it's one of those shows where you go, wait, why is no one talking about this? Like, hang on, there's another series, and you watch it, you go, oh, that's why. That's why, because it's shit. Yeah. But you got to watch it at least, I recommend at least watching it once. Monkey trousers all over again. Oh, it, well said, well oh. said. Anyway, speaking of monkey trousers, here's Jericho. <laughs> As Michael Cole says, well, you can't doubt this man's loyalty to the WWF. That's right. The guy who wrestled for both WCW and ECW can be trusted, but The Rock can't. <laughs> no wonder Dwayne left in 04. Uh, Tajiri, with a very healthy pop, teams up with Jericho to take on Canyon and RVD. Who better than RVD, indeed? Canyon's hair metal entrance theme is one of the better WF themes for these guys they didn't want to keep. RVD gets big chants and pops as Canyon takes Taj and Jericho's offense. No pop, but then Tajiri and RVD go at it and deliver those cool-looking moves like the beautifully awkward Frankenstein, I'll put it here, that Tajiri used to do in ECW, but then stopped. It's so great, maybe because of his size, but it, I don't see many people doing Frankensteins like that, where it's just like one, it is a really, well, it's supposed to like a, a big revolution like that. It's a really... Oh, it's like a sharp one. down. Yeah, turn. sharp downward Frankenstein. Yeah, I think you've got to be of a certain height and a certain mm. uh, slightness to pull that off yeah. successfully. He's not hitting that in The Undertaker. No. Uh, Canyon invents another move he stole from Nova, who stole it from All Japan Women's Wrestling, before getting his Samoan... That's, oof, that's gone back a bit, <laughs> oh. sorry. That's one of the 40s out there. Uh, before getting his Samoan drop, counted into a sunset flip from Tajiri, thanks to Jericho. Then Y2J and RVD go at it, and you can tell the crowd is wanting all of that pie. Mm -hmm. Y2J gets the walls, so Canyon interjects. So Tajiri flies off the top with a dropkick and locks in the tarantula. But Canyon nails Tajiri with the US title, as Tajiri is right there to be hit by any title, for that matter. Even the European title. And... Uh, <laughs> as he's fully exposed, like William Regal with a towel on pay-per-view... That deep cut. Was that 06 pay-per-view where Regal had to be naked but under a towel and they cut to him too soon and he had his knob out? <laughs> no, you don't remember that? I don't remember this. I don't remember Regal getting his oh, knob yeah, out. Regal, Regal's knob was on a pay-per-view in 06. Bloody hell. I thought it might be a bit of a deep cut. Sorry. I anyway, I kind of want to find it. With the... Oh, I'll get you with Let RBD win with the five-star in Tokyo Dome frog splash. <laughs> Again, RBD is... Crazy over to begin with. Yeah. ECW dude, way more over than anybody else representing the EC Dub. Uh, he's gelling well right now, but he is currently just wrestling people he's already wrestled before, which is nice. There'll be issues when he starts wrestling people who aren't used to being kicked full force in the heat. Mm -hmm. I'd love the alliance to get some clean dubs. Yep, they're all dirty dubs. 
or no, or L's, or L's or dirty dubs. Need some clean ones for the alliance at this point. I would not have been upset if Van Dam and Canyon had beaten Jericho and Tajiri clean. Nobody would have died. It would have been fine. Got to save that though. No, that's never happening, Tom. No, I know, I know. Anyway, anyway that's cool. Uh, speaking of cool, let's cool that hot crowd down by showing Perry looking for Moppy. Terry says, "Here it is." You've given this mop more attention than me, so make a choice. It's me or the mop. Perry thinks for a second before taking the mop and leaving Terry. No one pops because they're distracted. By corn nuts! <laughs> the corn that's nuts over motorbikes! <laughs> nuts over motorbikes. Corn nuts! PR! We've made corn angry! It's riding a bike! You Corn ink! You thought Bossman's. Milky Way motorbike bits were stupid. Here's a literal corner driving a motorbike and backflipping and shit. <laughs> it's Lance Storm beating Albert for the IC title. Thanks, Albert. Any other time, this would have been something. It's Instead, it's nothing. Uh, enjoy nuts. success much later on in your life. Corn nuts. The last nut to realize it's over. <laughs> Speaking of no pop, here's Perry. Uh, don't let people trick you to believe this is a good gimmick. No one cares for it. Storm gets his cool stomps that no one does anymore as everyone goes to buy corn pops and lugs from the merch stands. <laughs> I, want, I want a lug full of corn nuts. Mm. Storm as is a chewy. Ugh. Storm, is, ugh. Storm, is willing to, ugh. Storm is willing to oversell everything for Perry, which is nice of him, but it's all for nothing. Superplex has sent both men down as the crowd is so quiet, you can hear them telling JR, Rock's not joining the alliance, you idiot. <laughs> and uh, don't spend the last four years mocking WCW than steal all their worst tropes. Wow, really vicious crowd here tonight. Sun sends Lance into Moppy to give him memories of major guns <laughs> before kicking out the moss-handled family, etc., and then Perry escapes a single crab is clean. None of these moves are over. Storm then goes to break Moppy in half, but rubs it against his crotch instead, so Sun uses Moppy to hit Lance to end via DQ. Go on, JR. Where's your indignation of the DF official, eh? eh? Yeah, suddenly he's quiet, isn't yeah. he? Perry then uh, gets out the ring like a madden and dives onto Storm as we quickly cut away to Shane's death, having a video. Have we got a video? Yes, we've got a video! Wow, how about that timing on the, the <laughs> mail? Uh, right now, Tom's going to talk quickly while I go to the toilet. You, you, you do your toilet. It comes, back to, it comes back to what we were saying about how when it comes to like these WCW guys, there is, there's so little faith in them as people uh, and as performers. Lance Storm should have beat Perry Satin clean as a whistle here. By submission. Maple leaf on, make him tap. Everything's fine. But no, 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 no. It has to be a disqualification. And it has to be a, a chunky decision. Heaven for Fend. Heaven for Fend! We put a WCW guy over clean on this show. I really like, as I said to Matt a minute ago, I really like Lance Storm as the Intercontinental Champion. I think it's a belt that suits him. It's a worker's belt. And I think Lance Storm in 01 as a working Intercontinental Champion would have been great. I'm not saying make Lance Storm a main event guy, not in the slightest, but I'm saying that you could have easily had him running the ship with the mid card beautifully. If you wanted to go that way, you certainly could have done but they didn't. That's annoying to me. Thank you, by the way, for listening this far into the Cultaholic Classic Smackdown review. I want to remind you that you can watch these 
on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. You can see what we're talking about and uh, you can get involved and be a part of a show as well on the Patreon feed. You can get all the details on that there, patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. Uh, Shane McMahon making his way out now, Matthew. Oh, uh, I'll go back to the toilet then. With the video. Yes, we've got a video. So the video, so um, in the video that he's put together, uh, he's got a, a collection of all our favorite Rock Vince McMahon moments. Just to remind us, like Rock, if you're thinking about going back to Team WWF, mm-hmm. remember who suspended you in the first place, and it's the cage match after WrestleMania X7. So we're going back several months now. Go back several years, because of the line from Vince McMahon, they're going, since I have a problem with the people, I have a problem oh, with yeah, the people's right. champion. And that's like the summer of 98. Yeah. We go all the way back for that. It is, again, this period of history when we remember things that happened a few months ago. And it's like, wow. Because they don't do that anymore. No, they're getting back into that. Because Rob Fee, who they've just brought in as creative, his role is director of long-term storytelling. Fantastic. So they're actually now at a point where they're going to go, we should really acknowledge our history and we should weave better paths rather than just putting on like... I get get the, the mindset of going, we want shows that exist in their own vacuum to bring in new audiences so they don't feel alienated. But I think if you're clever about it, you can write a show that rewards people that watch for a long time and welcomes people in all the time as well. I think mm. you can do it. You just got to be clever. Yeah. And, and that's it. You got to try. You got to try. And they were in 2000. Try. So. Uh, so, yes, it's even more discussions about The Rock who isn't here. It's like the last season of House of Cards <laughs> where they couldn't show Kevin Spacey even though the show was about him. So every two minutes, someone's like, oh yeah, you know that guy we can't mention, but he did this thing. <laughs> Not that thing. <laughs> Shane McMahon's, do you ever see House of Cards? I saw a bit of it, and I know that the last season was particularly peculiar. <sighs> I mean, they were fucked. The Netflix were like, look, we're going to do our best here, lads. <laughs> did they have to do a last season? I guess they signed up to do it. Yeah, I guess it was like, it already been like half done, so mm. I guess it's a reshoot. I, I guess. They should just, yeah... <laughs> P.S. Kevin Spacey died on the his home planet. Like they could have just might as well done that. If they, I mean, like if they can cancel, like if if like a major streaming platform can cancel an entire, is it a Catwoman series as it's finished? Oh, that whole thing is just a. There's no We're, words. Yeah, just, it's oh, done. Yeah, it's actually done. Yeah, but we're gonna. It's all shot and stuff. We're actually just gonna delete it. Wait. So, I, what? So you paid for it all? It's like we shown. Yeah. It's like, so you're literally just going to not pay to it's, have it. It's such a fascinating thing and just kill the... Anyway, whatever. Kill HBO Max. Shane shows... I've done that. I said, this isn't very 2001. He's made a music video, but there's no Dragon Ball Z or Linkin Park. <laughs> Shane repeats the tease, as it's worth mentioning, how you can already see his hair graying at this point in time, thanks to the high quality of these streams on Peacock, which I couldn't see on my old VHS player. <laughs> Uh, Austin hypes up Booker T backstage. Um, nothing here, I've put. And then it's Edge and Christian versus Taz and Rhino. Okay. Mm. The lack of pop for Taz is so sad, with two Ds on the end. <laughs> Rhino gets healthy booze, and he's wearing uh, his ECW shirt to hide his rubbish gear. Hooray. Oh, no, he's taking it off. No. <laughs> I was going to say, he takes it off. Rubbish, R. Uh. He takes on R, uh, like the good old days, uh, as Taz is distracted by... What? Taz distracts, I should say, by grabbing Edge's feet. Matthew's distracted by reading his own writing. <laughs> JR points out Taz is an ex-commentator. And in 2022, they're together again. Ah, I'm glad he's back behind the yeah. desk. He's, he's, the be- he's better now than he's ever been. 
Taz is. Yeah, I was going to say, JR's pulling it around as well, considering the last few years have been... Yeah. Well, they're, they're putting you on less. Good. So less, less, less is going to be more. He's less tired. Yeah. Taz, at least, Taz at least gets his, I clothesline this dude so hard, I spin myself around, which gets something from this miserable crowd. <laughs> Rhino... Uh, gives Edge a gore in the corner and the crowd's like oh no that's his finisher <laughs> so that's what they like he sells it for five seconds before dunking him <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is the time in wrestling history to be selfish I guess yeah it's like oh, anyway, you, you guys are out the door soon some of you so I don't know who's, why should I sell for any of you uh, Taz gets the chance to Taz Bush and Christian but Rhino gores Christian so Christian lands on Taz and pins him what <laughs> Oh, man, fuck Taz, I've written here. Oh, like, uh, weird finish. I, I think this must have looked better on paper than in reality. If the paper, I mean the bog roll and crayon they used to do it. <laughs> At least it's better than, previously on Tough Enough, three men have quit because wrestling is tough and Al Snow is a miserable sod. Reality TV stinks. Ask Tom if he watches any. Um, no, 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 not modern reality TV. I think the closest we come to it is probably Bake Off. We'll watch Bake Off. That's like most, that's half reality, half game show, really. Isn't <laughs> yeah, it? it's more reality. Thing. Yeah, and I mean, Alex used to watch um, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but more just as like background TV, switch my brain off type oh, yeah. thing. Uh, that's her excuse, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, how about you? The only stuff I'd watch with friends was uh, The Apprentice. But watch it less and less because a few years ago it did used to be a lot more grounded and somewhat realistic. Mm. Now it's a circus. Yes, that's my issue with it. Is that now basically they just they, initially it was a case of here are some very clever people. Here's somebody that's a bit up himself. Good luck with all that. Can't wait to see that guy get his comeuppance. And now they're all just like, I'm like a Ferrari and I'll I'm fucking yeah. hot and sexy and brilliant. I, I should. I should be Lord Sugar. I'm fucking great, me. And then that's times twelve. I was like, nah, it's too silly yeah. now. It's too. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 as you say, it's a circus. But the problem is, like, you get a little. When you get a series like that. You therefore, in order to enhance it, you just magnify the most lively part of it. But then by doing yeah. that, it all becomes the same. <laughs> oh yeah, now it's like why you do people predict. why do people miss that? Like when you when you make one particular bit the whole show. Now the whole show doesn't stand out. Don't get it. Why is that? That's that's what happens. You have to have these dull characters, dull normal characters, and then you have the lively ones. But now, like with Big Brother coming back, I was going to say, gonna be I was going to say, just, like those later seasons of Big Brother, oh, which is like, and it's coming back. We'll put, you know that, don't you? We'll put like a six fat people and a cannibal together. Yeah. Wow. What's going to happen? Twelve people watched. Like, yeah. it's, it's, that's what the next one's going to be as well. It's just going to be like the most frustrating people. Geordie Shaw. Is just and and I'm I feel bad saying it because I've met a few people who were in Geordie Shaw. I've met a few of the cast of Geordie Shaw, and and it, isolated, they're lovely, they're great, they're like they're just like fun, nice people to talk to, but you just get this half an hour of just noise and just the worst bits of them, and it's I, awful, mentally scarring shit for people on this show who all they do is get all their worst aspects highlighted, enhanced zoom on the way that this person acts on this particular day because that's clearly who they are all the time. It's horrible. Hate it. Love Island is toxic. What a vile show. Vile program. 
toxic. The dirt worst. That's I just want to get that out of the system. Mm. Everyone, yeah. It, it unfortunately it rewards the, the 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 worst foibles of people because people just nowadays they don't really want to be. Um, erudite or they don't want to be uh, clever they want to be they just want to be famous there's a lot of people who just want to be famous and shows like Love Island and shows like Geordie Short and shows like Big Brother uh, encourage that you want to just be famous and just come on here and act like a twat come and be famous if you want to be famous be famous that's the one thing that I'm sad about is that I don't do this. I'll finish in a minute, I promise. Um, I, like, I, I do radio as well as this, and I do these particular jobs because I love the medium of them. I love sitting here talking to you uh, about old wrestling. It's a passion that I have to do it, and like I prepare, and I enjoy doing it, and I enjoy recording it, and I enjoy talking to you, and uh, I do radio because I love the medium. The medium of radio has been in my bones forever, and I'll be devastated the day that I don't get to do it anymore. Uh, and... Um, but, but it's never because I just want to be famous. Fame is a byproduct of that. Like when people go, oh, do you, I bet it's great because you're famous. No, I'm not. That's not even why I do it. And I know people that want to do what I do because they want to be famous. And it's the and if you're if you're wanting to start a YouTube channel, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to get into radio because you just want to be famous, then you're doing it for the wrong, 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 wrong fucking reasons. And that will come back to haunt you. It really will. Anyway, I'm done. So I don't really watch reality programs. So Tom is, uh, he thinks Tough Enough was alright. <laughs> oh, Tough Enough was hilarious at this point because you, we're down to Taylor, Shadrick, Paulina and Daryl. And what I got from this promo for Tough Enough is that they're all shit. Like, like Taz and Al Snow are going, oh, they're all crap. I don't know who's going to win it. Like Al Snow looks so dejected going, what, there's another chair gone? <laughs> it's just, it's so lo-fi and they look so fed up with the premise. Like, no one's going to win it. I thought Maven was still in it at this point. He must have been, because he won the first one. Yeah. Unless they bring him back. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. Due, due to a lack of uh, people being in the show, Maven is back. Well, Come back, uh, Maven. All is forgiven. Maven. Yeah. Uh, they hated everybody on this show. <laughs> it should be like, wait, they hate everyone from WCW. You know, if Canyon doesn't get a chance, what chance have we got? But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. It's not what's presented. Uh, next up, Booker, with crudely drawn-on titles, I love these cry-ons, uh, <laughs> takes on Kurt, who... But, who, but, uh, what? <laughs> Horribly written here. If you're listening Kurt to- Butters Booker, from pillar to post, to a booming reaction. If you're listening for the first time, what tends to happen is, as Matthew explained near the beginning, uh, Matthew will prepare these notes weeks in advance sometimes, and then and he'll go through like a memento moment where he'll forget everything. <laughs> so like he's reading them again for the first time, mm. but they are definitely written by Matthew Gray. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. I have a ghostwriter, because I died, obviously. <laughs> Kurt goes for a moonsault, with Booker not even slightly in position, and thankfully Booker rolls into position to then roll out of position. <laughs> well, whatever. It's cool how smooth Kurt just settled into being cheered while changing very little about his in-ring work. Yeah. Booker is at least treated with respect by the crowd, though. He ain't Taz, despite what Austin may think. <sighs> Kurt easily adapts to his style, too, which helps. He ain't the Undertaker, because Kurt's selling for him. Booker chin-lock Kurt so the crowd can get behind him in a big way. Oh, man, do they love this idiot. Kurt gets a superplex as part of his comeback so the crowd can cheer for him even more just to stand up, even on offense. Then the Alliance run down, but the WF run down too to even the odds. And crowd's always like that, all these big big crowd of people punching each other. Ref gets distracted, so Canyon bonks Kurt with a chair. Crowd appreciates the chaos at ringside. Also, the amount of jeans. 
It's a big, it's a big period for blue jeans, uh, isn't it? Denim's in. Ooh. Kurt and Booker sell for ages while the guys brawl, which I think is a bit of mistiming. Uh, maybe, uh, sorry, it's not, no, it's not. Uh, Canyon is really tough. Uh, Booker crawls over and gets a two count, and the crowd pops again. Booker takes his head off with the axe kick, and Kurt gets his legendary 2.99999 kickouts. Booker accidentally kicks Earl Hebner, and Earl sells like it's a t-shirt in a car park. <laughs> Allegedly. Kurt gets the angle slam, but here comes Steve. Traitor, Benedict, Arnold, Andy Cole, Austin. It's a stunner angle. Booker gets a spinner Rooney, but walks right into an ankle lock to win the WCW title for Kurt as the crowd erupts like it's 1996 in the Olympic Games as Austin looks on in astonishment. He's astonishing Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely little main event here. Lovely with, main event. Like I said, Kurt's main strength here is able is being able to work and flow with a WCW talent like Booker T. Something that DDP has not had the advantage of. No. Or Mike Awesome. Uh, Canyon, not yet, I guess. I don't think it would ever happen from Bless him. But yeah, Kurt Angle, the right guy to be taking on Booker T in a grand little match like this. What do you think, Tom? I loved it. Lovely main event. Angle and Booker have some wonderful chemistry. And, uh, you know, I, think, I feel like all it's missing is Angle really wanted to have sex with Booker's wife. I feel like if they ever oh. run this back again, we, we tap it. <laughs> we tap into that, maybe. Um, All the wives are here. <laughs> Bestiality wife. Um, the okay, so let, just to go through the card this week in terms of like, I want to try and keep tally of how the alliance are doing, like Uh-oh. week to week. This will not be a uh, happy no. spot if you like them, W. So um, Hardys beat Kidman and Hurricane Helms one nil WWF. Yay. Dudley's beat Shoguns one all. Oh yeah, the alliance. Sorry. Um, Kane DDP. Now, DDP wins by DQ. So it's still one. It counts. Rubbish. Uh, Jericho and Tajiri lose to Canyon and Van Damme via shenanigans. 3-1. Lance Storm beats Perry Satin by DQ. 4-1. Edge and Christian beat Taz and Rhino. 4-2. Angle beats Booker T. 4-3. Ooh. So shenanigans all round, but by one, WCW wins. But you wouldn't know it. Yeah, it doesn't feel to, like it. In terms of the presentation, written down, it's even. But in terms of the presentation, it certainly doesn't feel like WCW is, is anywhere near the dominant yeah. force. Yeah, because Kurt winning the WCW World Heavyweight title is not quite the same as Lance Storm beating Perry via DQ. So Exactly. I exactly. Know what the hell happens. So, yeah, very interesting uh, period here. But, again, I... I'm happy that Angle Austin is quite clearly on top mm. in a different way, but is working. The well, rest of the card, what do you think, Tom? I was going to ask you what you remember. I remembered Angle winning the title mm-hmm. and going, what? That's bollocks. <laughs> he was ever in WWE. <laughs> this is horse shit. I love how we're still, at this point, very much of that mindset. Hated it. Like, oh, no, he didn't. Strongly dislike the fact that it's like, well, we bought the titles and now they're in this company. I'm like, and then we gave it the... I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no! I remember Kurt Angle winning the WCW title and I remember quite liking it. Because I thought... Because uh, in my head, I went, oh, that's cool. So the WCW guy has got the WWF title and the WWF guy has got the WCW title. 
<laughs> Obviously, the WCW guy with the WWF title is Steve Austin. <laughs> but regardless, written down, the story there is each, each camp has the other's main title held hostage, mm. which I quite like. Um, but it, it, Angle won't have it that long if memory serves. Yes. So, uh, but it's leading to something else for Angle. Uh, what did you forget? I was going to say Shogun's, but that's a boring answer. Uh, <laughs> I'll say Austin's reasoning for joining Team WCW. Ah, okay. Which were a hell of a lot better than I remember, because I think it's, you know, the memory remains, the, remembers the main bits and then fills in the gaps like polyfiller. I was just there like, all right, so Austin's done this because they don't have the top stars. They need someone to do this. Okay, that's rubbish. And it, it was in a way. But his storyline justification for it, I was very impressed with. Wait, so, because Vince has been doing those things. It wasn't like a made-up thing. Vince is hugging Angle as well. Mm. I, he, he wants the rock back? Uh, what, what's wrong with me? It's like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Why don't he want him? <laughs> I didn't say that very well. But you okay, Tom? Yes. Look at me then. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was looking at my notes, and then my phone went off, and I was looking here. I can tell you no saw the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reference. I'm like, Tom's distracted. <laughs> I didn't say, Actually, yes, I should have sold the Fresh Prince Bless of Bel-Air you. reference. So, yeah. I, and I like that because that would have made anybody else a baby face. Right. But, but it made Austin a heel. Yeah. And so it's actually, it's nice when you get storylines like this, which build into man's insecurity mm. to, appreciate, to appreciate oneself, One needing man. the love and support of someone to let them know they're on the right track. One man like me you. there, prodding you going, come <laughs> I'm talking to you. I know we're near the end. I know people have gone to sleep. <laughs> people fell asleep as soon as I said moppy, but like there are some who still stick these out on the, the late shift. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say Moppy is the thing I forgot. Uh, I didn't forget Moppy, obviously, but I forgot Landstorm and Perry Saturn had an IC title match that featured Moppy, <laughs> which is not as interesting as yours, but it's, it's the one thing I did forget. I forgot that Perry Saturn had an IC title match. <laughs> so well done, Perry. I'll give you don't want me, man. Also, I think it's a... We're probably going to look at this more and more as we go along. Just the more highlighting the negatives of wrestlers. So the crappy Moppy gimmick. Okay, that's one. Um... Storm, wow, he's not very interested in him. That's a bit more of that. Mm. Taz, short and fat, and we'll go laugh at you. Big show, fat bastard. <laughs> uh, Billy Gunn, complaining get. It's like, uh, it's not a good look. It's wild it's, at a time like this where you could really do with making people how you're so keen to tear people down on television. Yeah. Do you want to go to the wrestling show? Why he's wrestling? Well, there's a really miserable guy and a fat bastard. A go wrestle a guy who used to be cool but isn't, and they make fun of him for it. And a guy with a lisp. You're like, you're like, oh, wow, fucking hell, yeah. Do you think this is maybe Vince's frustrations with the wrestling world in general coming through here by, like, all the characters are so, like, negative because he's in a shit mood? Yeah, you're laughing you for your lisp. You're fat. You're useless. You're miserable. Like, oh, yeah, he's going through the, it, to of, course, Vince, uh, of course, Tommy's going through a divorce. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because to Vince, the world is miserable because the World Wrestling Federation is miserable. To him, therefore, everything's yeah. miserable. Go right what you know, I guess. Yeah, that's it. And that's uh, Oh, the sad billionaire. <laughs> oh, my heart bleeds. <laughs> poor me, poor me, more wine. Uh, so that's SmackDown for this week. It certainly was. Uh, what are you doing next week? What's on, what's on the cards for Matthew Greg? Probably more of the same. More of the same? Me catch up on One Piece. Is this your new one now, now you've done Deep Space Nine? Yeah, yeah. Cause, well, I had to take a break because there's a lot of One Piece. Yes. An awful lot. And the series, they always ebb and flow. And so I was like, all right, okay, I'll get to it. And I watched a few, like 10 or so, and it was like, exactly. And I was just like, I'm not enthused. But now, of course, you have to watch and watch and watch. Mm. And watch. Oh, oh, we're, hit, we're hitting that. 
Just one more. <laughs> oh, 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 right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sat down now. All right, cool. So, <laughs> nice, nice one. We're getting about through. the one piece. We'll put the one piece to one. Sorry, that. <laughs> I'm digressing. What about <laughs> yourself, Tom? We're going through. Um, so, what we've been watching at home? Um, somebody feed film. Somebody wants to be let in. Somebody wants to be let in. Uh, I'm going to have to go let them in on the door. So. Tom is standing up, and I'll remind everyone that uh, you can, of course, send questions to uh, Coldaholic by going to the. Oh, shit, I don't actually know. <laughs> oh, no, bollocks did. Classic at Coldaholic. That's not right either. Oh, shit. Don't send us anything. We, we actually hate you. <laughs> Sorry, that was post at the door. Oh, right. was it? It's Fantastic. Right. I, I certainly did. I didn't forget the email or anything. Well done, mate. Classic at cultaholic.com. That's right. I did say that. You did say that. You're yeah. fine. Don't, you don't, don't, don't check the audio or anything. Oh, Just take my word for it. Uh, it's that. Um, I probably won't. You've been streaming on Twitch, I believe, Tom? Uh, yes, I'll be streaming uh, twitch.tv slash cultaholic. In fact, we all stream throughout the week on the cultaholic Twitch channel. Uh, I might be on Monday. If not, I'll be on Thursday next week. Ooh. Ooh. Scrummy, scrummy. Scrummy, scrummy, scrummy. Uh, and uh, on the uh, podcast feed, uh, brand new Desert Island Graps next week. We're going to get two, actually. Stand out indie British wrestling sensation Leon Slater oh get in we're having a chat with Leon Slater before he heads to America <gasps> that's right it's quite He's... exciting Meow. yeah two Slaters for the price of one on Wednesday Heath Slater is on Desert Island oh. Grabs and having a chat with the brand new Impact Tag Team Champion Heath about like what he's how he's getting on with Impact Wrestling, stuff that he would still like to accomplish, rekindling his friendship with Rhino, Aww. and of course the three wrestling matches that Heath would watch while stranded on a desert island. We're joined by Heath on Wednesdays on the Pult- on the Coldholic podcast feed. You can watch it as well at patreon.com forward slash And until we're next together, he is at Matthew Gregg on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we're at Coldholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Vote for Larry the Downing Street Cat for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. (laughs) Love you, bye. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. So before you update your closet this summer, take a look at American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for summers to come. American Giant is made in the USA. That ensures that they can deliver items of exceptional quality. But it also creates jobs across the country. You're not just buying clothes that last. You're helping create a lasting change in the communities where they're made and a connection to the seamsters, cutters, and factory workers who make them. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Promo code LT23. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Are you a reality TV junkie? Do you ever think, dang, I wish I had someone to talk to about all the trash TV that I watch? Well, look no further, garbage lover, because Reality Gaze is a podcast for you. Hello, I'm Maddie. And I'm Poodle, and we're the Reality Gaze. We talk about all your favorite unscripted shows like The Golden Bachelor, Love is Blind, and TLC's big, messy behemoth, 90 Day Fiance. And if you're driving to work, folding laundry, or just pretending to listen to your husband talk about sports, just put on the pod, and you've instantly got two gay besties spilling all the tea and reading these people for filth. So come at us, y'all. Find Reality Gaze wherever you listen to podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.